on today's show. Media Day is around the corner. What would you ask a Dallas Maverick if you could? Luka Doncic was asked if the Mavericks need another all-star. His answer kind of surprised me, kind of didn't. We'll talk about that and more. And we'll hear from Dirk on today's Locked on Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. What's one question? You would ask any current Maverick at Media Day. You're sitting in front of them. You've got them. You can ask them any question. And, and nothing's off the table. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the Media Day darling, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, I kind of uh, upped my weights. T- tonight and my uh, workout and uh doing a little ryan rosillo um <laughs> beef i'm cake, so sore beefcake over here i'm so sore right now i don't even know i just want to go lay in my bed <laughs> that's that's all i want to do but you know what i will not think about ai luca because <laughs> Two- that's one of the creepiest things i've ever seen in my life. <laughs> three weeks ago i i was going i've been going to this gym and uh I went to this class and I walked into it and I had no idea what it was and they didn't have like levels on it on the sign up or anything. I was like, I'll just go and see what happens. I walked in, the guy was like, what's your workout level? I was like, oh, I'm a zero. Like I'm a straight up zero. And he goes, well, nobody's a zero. He gave me the sword and the stone. Like, um, uh, at least that's good. At least you have muscles, right? Like, like you can at least move around. So you're at least a two, <laughs> like you could walk in here. So you're at least a two. And I was like, okay, he goes, this is an advanced class. And I, I, I like immediately died. Like, <laughs> the rest of the, the rest of the way. Uh, but AI Luca is very much alive. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, Media Day. Media Day is the time that basically kicks off the Dallas Mavericks season. If you don't know what Media Day is, it's basically just uh, it's picture day. It's like the first day of school. It's uh, you know a, a spot for all media to gather and to get questions answered for all the players. They'll come in. And they've set it up different ways over the last couple of years. But mostly, they have stations that each player will have, like, a person that guides them around and put gives them to different stations. Some of them are, like, Getty Images or USA Today Images. And they'll take their, like, you know, headshot that you see on ESPN.com or whatever. They'll take those pictures. They'll do a lot, bunch of stuff that goes on the video board um, throughout the year. They'll, like... Uh, please refrain from fighting and violence. Like when they they read that thing in the AAC, you see that they read that at media day, the let's go everyone clap the you know, the get up like hype videos. They do those. Uh, You hear them screaming down the hall and it's a big time for media to ask questions. And so let's start with this. What's the biggest question for the Dallas Mavericks going into media day? Yeah. Well, yeah. So media day is coming up, you know, Monday, like you said, big time day, a lot of fun. It feels like the season just freaking ended. Like it feels like we were just in Golden State like two weeks ago. To you, maybe. To you, maybe. I'm, it does. I it feels like, like this NBA. Se- it feels like this NBA off season 
just like flew by. No, no, like, no. Never last stopped. off season was like a month. We had like no off season the last two years. This one felt like forever. I feel like I haven't watched a basketball game in oh, NBA basketball game in so long. It just feels like we've been watching Luca play basketball. So it's like, all right, I've been watching like the Mavs in a sense, but also like the Durant stuff lingered and like all the Utah stuff. And then they've like slowly trickled to where now it's like, oh crap, we're starting. Like here we here we I'm are. Ready. I'm ready for it. I'm chomping at but, the bit. But for for the Mavs, you know, I I think the the biggest storyline. There's a couple different storylines, but I just want to know how they talk about Christian Wood. Like that's yeah. the. I want to hear everybody. I want to hear how he talks about it. He's going to get asked by everybody, everybody, um, about like his role for next season. Yeah. Like what what he sees it as. How is he approaching it? Is he going to sit sit there and say, "Man, I'm gonna"? It's going to be the the all star tweet, you know that that came. You know, is he going to be like, "No, I'm I'm a star. I'm one of the best guys yeah, on so this team." Like he tweeted a little while ago that. Derrick Rose, when he was playing in Detroit, told him in three years, you'll be an all-star. And this is year three for him since that tweet. And so uh, he tweeted that like this summer. <laughs> so is that going to be something that gets brought up to him? Yeah, I just I, I wonder how much of it is going to be, hey, whatever the team wants, I'm going to do. Like if it's going to be about yeah. I want to win a title or is it going to be about I, this is going to be. I'm I'm so fascinated by it. And I want to hear how Jason Kidd yeah. talks about it, too. As Is this a challenge? Is this. All of that. I, that's my number one thing. I think I'm more so in the camp of I want to see how the team presents him because in media day and it's like training camp in the front of the season and media day starts basically training camp. Training camp starts the next day. So we'll have practices and there'll be more people talking throughout the week. But media day is like when you all right, this is how we gonna, we're going to present this team this year. I'm interested to, to hear about, you know, if Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison doubled down on the, we we exceeded expectations last year. Remember in exit interviews and right after the Western Conference Finals, they mentioned a couple different times, we exceeded expectations this year. And so, you know, kind of quell your expectations for next year because we exceeded them this year. That shouldn't be the standard for next year. And in the same way, I want to hear about Christian Wood and I want to hear how they present him. Is Nico Harrison going to double down on the, well, it's a prove-it year. It's a prove-it year for him. It's a prove-it year for us. We have to see what happens. Or do they present him as, you know, we've gotten a chance to to see him. Like, we've been able to see him work and everything. So I want to, you know, be able to touch the car. Jason Kidd got to touch the car, and now all of a sudden they're they're bought in, right? If they're bought into Christian Wood and a, there's a tone change from where they were when they first traded for him, that'll be really interesting. I don't think it'll happen, but it'll be interesting to see how they – like present him to the media basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all, all we're working with is basically the Nico quote and then what everybody's reporting. Um, I think the second thing, I think you can make an argument that this is just as important, if not bigger than the Christian Wood story is how do they address the, the backup ball handling role? For sure. Is it just the pure, like, you know, Greg St. Jean on this podcast was talking about, Hey, you know, I don't see too many scenarios in which Dinwiddie or Luca is not on the floor are they going to lean into that a ton or is it going to be the Frank Nilakina show? Like, are we going to see a big endorsement of Frank Nilakina as, Hey, we think Frank can be the guy off the bench that can handle the ball. People are overlooking him like stuff like that. Uh, I'm just, I want to hear how they talk about that. And if they talk about it in a way, like they're not going to get up and say, yeah, we're trying to find one on the market right now. <laughs> you know, our roster's incomplete. Like I don't, they're not going to say no. that. So, 
Yeah, and it'd be interesting if we heard them say the roster's incomplete because losing Brunson is probably going to be a topic on Media Day 2, back to the ball handler thing. And uh, Luca was on ESPN. Uh, that is it still called The Jump? It's called it's called NBA Today now uh, with Malika with Malika Andrews, one of those, one of those shows. And I think she's great. I just don't know the name of the yeah, show. Yeah, she's great. Some of the people on there are great. I don't know the name of the show. Um, was asked about you know if they if the Mavericks need another All Star to get to the finals since they didn't make it last year, and Luca said, "quote I think we have great players on our team. There's plenty very underrated guys that I think should be talked about more." And now with Brunson gone, like I don't know how much they're going to be leaning on some of those guys. How many questions can they you know can they answer as far as roster building because they're they didn't really take a huge step forward. They took a step forward in some areas and a step back in others. And so now they're going to have to answer that question in media day with the third ball handler and the and the other star or like, you know, their second best player. They have to answer that in two ways because of losing Brunson. Yeah. And how much how much will the media lean into it or how much will we lean into yeah. it as the media um, and asking the questions of, hey, why do you think Brunson left? What was those conversations like? When did you know that Brunson was leaving? How big of a hole is this going to be? Do you think you're better this year after losing Brunson? Like it, how much of it's going to be focused on Brunson? I know fans don't want to hear that. And they're like, yeah, just turn the page, move on. But I think it might be something that some media ask. I want to hear more about uh, like the JaVale McGee edition too. I know that's kind of like an under the radar and one. And then he's but starting. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hear about, you know, we know the veteran experience, championship experience. They're going to, they're going to really play that up a lot. Um, and that, you know, him starting and stuff. But I just want to hear about it. I want to hear about Kid and their relationship. And, <laughs> and just, yeah, just adding him as a, as a starting center and playing with Luca. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait till he dunks on somebody really big or gets a, like a game-saving block or something. And I just get to like hit that over and over again after a win. Um, interested to hear about that. Interested to hear about... Um, yeah, it, well, you mentioned the ball handler, like the backup ball handler. They have this this trio of guys in in Frank Nilakina, Josh Green, and Jaden Hardy. That when Greg St. Jean, assistant coach to the Mavericks, was was on our show with you, he mentioned those guys. I was like, hey, we don't have a third ball handler, but we're gonna do it by committee a little bit. We don't think that there will be a time when Luca or Dinwiddie are off the court. Um, you know, one of them will be on the court at all times, but we also have this committee that we're gonna try out and see what happens with those guys now. Is that just an assistant coach kind of you know pumping up his guys a little bit? Probably, but I'm interested to see how they how they present those guys, how they present Hardy because they made a trade for Hardy, and we learned recent. Who do we learn this from recently? That the Mavs would have just oh, it was Tim McMahon mentioned that they would have just yeah, drafted yeah. the map. They would have just drafted Jaden Hardy at 26. So they basically traded expirings in two seconds for <laughs> Christian Wood because with the transitive property, let's do the map, carry the one, and then all of a sudden. They got the guy they wanted anyway. Uh, do you care about Josh Green's role at all? I care about how they present Josh Green. I I do care about that because I think now we're what are we in year three? Year we're four? at decision point now. Like, what are you? This is the year. Yeah. How do they view him? There's not a clear cut role for him. So how this, how are they going to present that? This is year three for Josh Green. It feels like longer, but these last couple of years have been so weird and. I wonder if they use that as any kind of. It's because those like dribbling in circles with Rudy just standing there looking at. Oh, him. I took years took, off my life. Yeah, it, it, every he's missed still dribbling. Open three in the playoffs. Jason Kidd was like, "No, we we can't." Okay, Our can't. friend Bobby Corrales was on this pod earlier this week. Big fan of Josh Green, so uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he's a big fan of Dwight Powell too. 
<laughs> and every Maverick. Bobby, you state media guy, you. Mav state media over there at Studio 41. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they present Josh Green because this is I'm I'm fascinated to see him. Like I kind of want to like Fan Jam is next week, and I want to see him playing Fan Jam. Like, what does he look like? You know exactly what he looks like. You hate Fan Jam so much, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do a segment breaking down like on off splits. I'll keep my own stats like I like got a baseball game when you keep your own stats on the page I'll keep mine coming up let's get into a couple of uh, storylines things that we want to answer at media day we'll talk about some media day bingo uh, that we do every year where we talk about things that we know for sure will be talked about and then we'll talk about the NBA season because there's some stuff that happened Boyan Bogdanovich got traded and uh, it wasn't for uh, a package that we thought. Could the Mavs have gotten uh, into it? What happened? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines in sports. You can go to Bet Online. You can't bet on any of these storylines at Media Day, but you can bet on actual basketball things. There's futures right now. Um, they have who the Suns, uh, who the Suns' next owner is going to be. Don't go through that list. You ready? Number one. Yeah. Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos, come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. He's plus 200. Bob Iger, former Disney runner guy. Sorry, uh, Mickey doesn't have that much money. Plus 300. Uh, he doesn't have, I don't think he does have enough money. Uh, Elon Musk is plus 800. Bill Gates is plus 1600. Twitter, sons. <laughs> well, the thing is, he was going to get $44 billion for the for Twitter. It wouldn't take that much to get the sun. All right, that's true. <laughs> uh, you can bet on all kinds of different things. There's team wins. The over-under for the Dallas Mavericks is 48 and a half still, so you can bet on that. Go check it out. It's bet online. It's where Get that over. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk a little bit more about Media Day. We love it because we love narratives. We love storylines. What's a storyline you're looking at at Media Day? Um, well, we talked about them a little bit. I, also, I just want to hear about Luca's approach to this year like you made you know might get a chance to ask Luca this but uh you made you made the Western Conference Finals you've won at all these levels like what what's your approach to this year what did you change did you change anything this offseason or you did you you know obviously you, you played in Eurobasket but how are you approaching this? Is there another level you're looking to get at? Do you, you're already looking at yourself like, Hey, I'm already top five. Like I just got to stay at that level. What is that? How is he approaching? How are they going to talk about it? There's a Western conference finals question in there where it's like, he hit a wall at a certain point. Like I, I, I even noticed in, in some of the later games, he realized well, the wall was golden state warriors. Well, that yeah, the there's a re there, there's a point where he realized they weren't going to win. And you just see his countenance kind of shift in that I'm pretty sure we even mentioned it in our post game shows. And I just wonder if he, if he thinks about that or if he thought about, it. he probably doesn't like he, the way that he approaches the game. He just like, it's like a goldfish. I mean, he takes the Ted Lasso quote seriously. It's like be a goldfish, Sam. But yeah, I, I'm curious if there's, I'm, there's gonna, there's gotta be a way to craft that. And so I'm interested to, to ask that about Luca. Um, his AI, is it going to be Luca at media day or is he going to send his AI in, to impersonate him in some way? You know, Here's here's the thing. We're in our early 30s. And we're right at this age now to where things happen to where I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I feel kind of old. Like, there's... Was like, Mavrello some... one of those things? 
well, okay. Well, and it's like, you know, I watch like an award show. Bad face is what it, what's, what's, it's worth it to watch the YouTube video just to see Isaac's face when I ask this. Like I watch an award show and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know half the people who just won awards. That's when I feel old. Oh, the VMAs. You're like, I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know some of these people. When Luca dropped his AI thing, I was like, one, this seems creepy. Two, what is the purpose? And three, I'm just old because I don't know the answer to the first two. So it's a thing that happened on Twitter today. It's like a, it's a, it's an AI, artificial intelligence, not like Alan Iverson. Um, but it's a Twitter account that has this video of Luca as an AI robot. Uh, not even a robot. It's like Janet from the good. It's not place. a robot. Yeah, don't say, call like it a Jan- robot. Yeah, it's like Janet from the good place. Not a robot. Uh, it could be Jan- Janice not from, a uh, from, now what's the dude? From, what's the, from friends? What's Iron Man's? Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, there you Jarvis. go. That's a good one. Friday. Could God, be that one. They're going to like obliterate me now in the comments. Could be that one too. No, it's fine. You just got the name confused. Um, but anyway, apparently he, like this AI is going to, this Luca AI on Twitter is going to take a Q and a, um, on, on tomorrow. It's on, on today, on Friday, if you're listening, watching this at like 2 PM. Yeah. 2 PM. I just know I have memes for days built off this for the season. <laughs> Yeah, when Luca looks uninterested in the game, we'll just put that that, that clip of his AI. Um, but anyway, so Luke AI. It's not even Luca. It's Luke AI. Oh yeah, without the A, it's L U C and then or L U K and then dot AI. So it's like Luca I. But staying on the Luca train real quick, it looks like it, it looks exactly like him. But um, staying on the Luca stuff, get your Luca once. Oh, going on sale. Going on sale and all that. So uh I I can honestly say I can honestly say these are some of the most comfortable basketball shoes I've ever put on my feet. And I'm not just hyping them up because it's freaking like Luca. They really are. And I don't now you're now you're tripping me out now. Well, you can't see um, it. They can't see it. Oh, you want me to put it right here? Yeah, in the middle. Here we go. Some of the most comfortable basketball shoes I've ever put on my feet. Mm. And I'm I'm not like mm. he's worn a lot of shoes, guys. I've been to, I've been to his house. And a lot of basketball shoes. And the heel support is, means a ton to me in basketball shoes. So uh. <laughs> all right, coming up. We're sponsored by Jordan Luca. Sponsored by Luca, Luca ones. Jordan ones. <laughs> put them on your feet. You'll and you'll get yeah. Dallas is gonna get a seat at the table. <laughs> a seat at the table. Put them on your feet and your team will get a seat. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was traded from the Utah Jazz uh, to the Detroit Pistons. So all of that contender talk. I'm sure every single contender uh, lockdown show <laughs> that covers a contending team talked about Boyan Bogdanovich at a certain point. It's got to take a first, maybe two firsts to get him. Instead, he just goes for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee, which I guess the Jazz needed a center, but do the Jazz even really care about the players on their team right now? They don't need anything. They this don't is- care about... like. Even jazz uh, beat writers were talking about or talking to their fans on Twitter saying there's there's you can't say, oh, we needed this position. So that's why we brought them in. Saban Lee has played. He played 48 games for the Pistons last year. So he's not a player that it's now. Like, this it, is Danny Ainge saying, you know what we need in Utah? <laughs> Another big white dude. So they go from that's what they do. go from two million under the, the luxury tax to seven million under the luxury tax. So they don't take money back. They don't take long term money back. Boyan was 34 years old. He's on an expiring deal. It was 19 million. So like there's that's the only reason I could even come up with when I when I saw this happen today that I thought, okay, well, at least they got some more tax relief. They're not taking any long term money back. 
Kelly Olenek is, you know, a center that's serviceable for them, whatever. I just I just don't get how he didn't get a first. And I was curious how the, Ma- the Mavericks couldn't have done this deal because they couldn't cobble together enough salaries to make it worth the Jazz's while. And they couldn't give him enough as much relief as the Pistons could, I don't think. That yeah, that's what like they could they should have held on to him probably and you could have gotten a first later on the season. Like you yeah. But if their main goal was to relieve some salary, you know, from their from their books, then that's what happened with Detroit because Detroit had cap space. So like Bogdanovich yeah. making like nineteen, you know, I think Olenek and Saban Lee made around like fourteen, fifteen or something like Combined, that. So yeah. so it was like a you know, a difference of like five or six million dollars. Now it makes sense if Utah goes out there and makes a trade for somebody else and they take back a little bit more money, because before that trade they were around like two million, you yeah, know, they're like two million, true. two million close to the tax. They don't want to be paying no tax when you all no. suck. Now they're like what six, seven, eight million dollars away from the tax line. So they could go out and make a bigger trade and take back a little bit more money and still be under the tax now. That's the only thing that makes sense. But I was pissed. Like like ever contender, I was just pissed off saying there has to be a pick in this, right? Um what would you- I'm like, all right, like we we have expiring contracts. If it's about future money, we got that. So. <laughs> what would you rather have, Tim uh, Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson, or Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee? <laughs> that, that's what they got. Yeah. Those are the four players they got for Patrick Beverly and Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, for where they don't want to be good, they don't want to win games. No. And Beverly and Boyan would help them win games. Yeah. And like you're taking swings on. I mean, obviously Danny Ainge has a relationship with Kelly Olynyk for Boston. He probably really likes him as a as a locker room guy. He really like, was hey. he really was happy about him wearing the flat the flat bill the uh, the snapback hat in his wedding. Like just love that. It's all about that, Danny Ainge. Love the He's way like, he, he'll look good in the new rebrand. Love <laughs> that yellow. It's gonna go with your skin tone really well. Um, and then he loved how he dislocated Kevin Love's shoulder in the finals. He's like, yeah, or the Eastern Conference Finals. Loved it. I don't know. I was frustrated by it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Clarkson and Conley. Did this trade? Did this trade give you any hope that those other two guys might not cost a lot because they just didn't get any picks for Beverly or Bogdanovich now? So Conley, like, I don't know. Would they take Dwight and and Davis for Mike Conley and for uh, Rudy Gay? Like that trade works. Yeah, I still don't think they want to take back like long term money at all. So. That's the whole thing. They're only, t- yeah, I, they're, they're there's only, a world. It's only one year longer with Davis's three years and Mike Conley's two years. So, yeah, I, I'm still watching the Jordan Clarkson situation. There's yeah. an easy path for the Mavs at that. And yeah, anyway. interesting. So there you go. Coming up, let's get into, uh, let's talk about Dirk. Dirk spoke to WFAA and he talked about the Mavs this season. And then uh, the Mavericks full roster came out. So there's a couple of guys that have been given training camp invites. And so we'll talk about those guys coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Dirk Nowitzki. You know the guy? Heard fun about him? Fact, fun fact. I was outside playing baseball with my son this afternoon. Baseball. Then we started playing basketball. And I said, hey, hey, Rome, who's your favorite Who's your favorite basketball player? He looks at me. Dirk. That's right. That's right. Did he, he, the, goes, did he try the one-legged like leg? He said, I like Luca too. <laughs> I was like, that's my man. Whatever, whatever makes you happy, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I just love that he said Dirk first. I was, I was expecting Michael Jordan because we've watched more Ooh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Probably anybody, but. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. 
Um, Dirk Nowitzki spoke with WFAA. It's on their YouTube channel, so go check it out, the whole interview. Um, he's talking about his Dirk Celebrity Tennis Match, which is on Sunday, which is a, a big deal. Luka Doncic is going to be there. Steve Nash is flying in. I think Andy Roddick is going to be there. Ben Stiller, like like Ben Stiller, the uh, Zoolander, is going to be there. And, uh, and, and director of Severance. He made a comeback with that Severance. Love that show. Um, they're going to be there for the Celebrity Tennis Match. Everything... Benefits the Dirk Nowitzki Foundation, so great stuff. I'll probably be there on Sunday. But he spoke with WFAA, and they asked him about... Uh, hey, I want to add something real quick. We've both been to this event before. We've co- I've covered this event. It's, you know, p- people like Owen Wilson, all, you know, professional tennis players. It's a really, really cool event at SMU's Tennis Complex. If you can go, go to this thing. Yeah. It, it's just a lot of fun. It's fun to see the players out there like Luca and these guys, like everybody's super relaxed and chill. There are some, a lot of times there's some older Mavs that show up to that. Like mm. I was walking through like the little tunnel and like rub shoulders with Brian Cardinal. I'm like, Oh cool. Brian Cardinal's here. And, like, Did he have like just... a garbage can and like a bag? And was he then a mop? Was he like going yeah, through Yeah, He was it? mopping up some things and, but no, just if you can go to the event, it's a it's really really cool event. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, an incredible event. It's coming up. You can get tickets at like SMU's. I think it was SMU's website, like event website or something like that. That's where I saw them. Um, but yeah, Dirk Celebrity Tennis Match, and uh, he spoke with WFA about this year's Mavericks. So let's hear Dirk's thoughts about this season's Dallas Mavericks. What do you think about about Dirk now saying that you know they have this core in place and Luca talking about yeah the Maps have these underrated players uh, that people need to talk about more? Uh, is that kind of the only answer that they can, that they can give right now? It feels like there's not an, like it feels like there's the Maps don't have enough for them to get excited about. They have to give these you know blanket statements a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're making the the bingo card for media day, yeah, right, um, yeah. the adding Tim Hardaway back to the team is the is, like is, center. Is block. that like a free agent addition for you guys? Like, would, is that what you guys would consider that? <laughs> like everybody's going to reference that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Greg St. Jean already did on this pod. I know. So Jason Kidd, Nico, <laughs> like everybody's going to talk about, I mean, Dirk did in this, like, Hey, yeah. we're getting Timmy back, you know? So, and it is, it is a big deal, it's but, good. um, but yeah, I, I think that's the only thing they can say, right? Like even Luca, you know, on ESPN, it's like, he's not going to, you know, about the second all-star thing. Like, he's you know, we don't say, have any good players on our roster. We need to get better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Luca can't get up there and say, you know, we're a good team. We went to the conference finals, but, uh, 
in order to you know reach that next step, you know we'll we'll see who can get in here to be the second star. Like he's not going to say that. So um, he believes in his teammates. I think it's really good leadership. It's a really good uh, telling thing from him because he didn't have he doesn't have to endorse his teammates. He can just say, hey, yeah, you know we got a good team. I'm I can't wait for the season. But he really pushes forward to say like they're underrated and name some names and stuff. Like that's that's really cool if you're Dorians of the world hearing Luca on national TV talking about how underrated you are. Yeah, Luca on that e- in that ESPN interview with Malika Andrews mentioned, okay, well, who are the underrated players then if the Mavs have these underrated players? He mentioned Dorian first, then Dinwiddie, then Christian Wood. And I think those three guys are really the big key outside of Luca, the big key to this season. If those three guys hit their stride and are playing, you know, on an incredible level, then and maybe make it in the top 100. Like maybe one of those guys should have been in the e- in ESPN's top 100. But those guys, the Mavericks season kind of revolves around a little bit this year because they have the, at least Dinwiddie and Christian Wood have the the swing of being super good or being like, you know, rep- replacement level player that doesn't help the Mavericks. The Mavericks roster is set and we have, we know pretty much all the players that were going to be on there. There was really no surprises except for the Mavericks added. They have five training camp guys that have been added. And uh, we've talked about some of them. Mohamed, uh, Mohamed Gee, we've talked about. He's a guy that played at Pitt last year. And he's a 6'10", big with a 7'3", wingspan. Got a bunch of different skills. Got a bunch of different skills that he can do. He can shoot pretty well. He's got, you know, he can, he's an incredible, like, shot blocker. All that kind of stuff. Really athletic for his size. You have Tyler Hall, who played for the Knicks G League team the last three years. He's a 41% three-point shooter over the last three Three years, you have Marcus Bingham, who played on the Mavs summer league team. He's the, you know, the big center from Michigan State that can kind of shoot the three, but didn't really in college. So he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, your guy, McKinley Wright, played four years at Colorado. He was a two-way player for Minnesota last year, like a solid playmaker, but he's kind of undersized. Can't shoot that well, but he plays with really good energy. He popped a little bit in some of the summer league things for the Suns. And uh, then DJ Stewart was the new name that we hadn't seen before. He's 23 years old. Played for Sioux Falls in the G League last year. Mississippi State before that. He's 6'6 with a 7-foot wingspan. I asked uh, Richard Stamen, Mavs draft, about him, of course, because that's who I go to every time I have one of these guys. He said in college he had all the tools, but he needs to learn how to use them. He's got a clean form shooting the ball and a pretty good floater, plus athlete with some good upsides. So that's a guy I'm really interested to see uh, in training camp. But that's sort of how the Mavs training camp roster rolls out with a couple of spots open. Yeah, so twenty, you know, twenty roster spots um, going into camp. You know, when you look at the breakdown of the roster, you're gonna have fifteen total roster spots, two two ways. Um, so, you know, Tyler Dorsey has one of those two ways now. The other two ways opened up. Uh, so you kind of do your math. You're kind of like looking at the roster already, saying, "All right, you know, you, you see who's gonna make the roster for the most part." Um, you know, these guys will battle out for the other two way spot. Uh, we'll see how many of them go to you know Frisco, but you never know, right? Like we, I feel like I reference this all the time, but I, I remember going you know to that whole training camp and Salam Esri. Oh, they were going to say at, at Media Day last year that Jalen was saying. Oh, did y'all know that we talked? Uh, but like you know, Sam Dallenbear had a guaranteed contract. Salam Esri was a camp camp guy, and Salah beat him out and. Dallenberg got released and Salah made a roster. And it's like, so it's never a lock. It's never a guarantee. But um, yeah, I, I mean, out of those guys, I like McKinley Wright. He's small, um, but he's a feisty guy. He's a good, good defender in college. Uh, some Colorado connections. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie's a Colorado guy. And, uh, you know, he's going to be rooting for him. And they got a big brotherhood of alum uh, between all those guys. Chauncey Bill is kind of head of that 
Colorado basketball brotherhood alum. And I learned about all that when I wrote a story about Tyler Bay a few years ago. And uh, I thought it was really cool hearing him about all the Colorado alum. Pour one out, pour one out for everybody that was like really <laughs> invested in Tyler Bay and thought that he was like the next like wing that the Mavs could get. I'm interested in uh, uh, Mo Gee. We when we when he first got signed, I asked, I reached out to uh, Nick Fairbaugh of our of our Locked On Pit podcast, and he gave me a whole breakdown about him, about how he's he runs really well for his size. He's one of the best shot blockers he's ever seen at Pitt. Um, like a really magnetic player on defense. He can pick and pop on the other end and shoot the three with consistency. He's not really a post big, but he can you know be a backline defender and a bunch of different stuff. So I think he kind of fits what the Mavs want in one of these bigs, and uh, I can see his. Like his skill set work in the NBA, so interested to see that. Maybe he makes a two way. Maybe he doesn't. I don't see any of these guys filling the ro- a, a roster spot. Like I think they're, the Mavs are are pretty keen on keeping that open for flexibility and seeing what happens. So there you go. That's what's going on with the Mavericks. We'll be at Media Day, so you'll hear from us from there, and uh, it'll be all kinds of fun that we'll talk about whatever comes out of it with Luka Doncic and all that. So stick around back on Sunday, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Now go check out the Lockdown NBA show. We've got the Bet Online Top 50 players, the players that impact the lines the most. I'm dropping episode four tomorrow morning, probably. So go check that out, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. So, boom! <laughs>